Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! So, can I invite everyone to turn to two portions of Scripture? The first portion of Scripture is from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. I will be reading from the NIV version, but... Uh, if you're turning to your physical Bibles, it does not matter what version you have, or you can fix your eyes on the screen as well. Right. Reading from Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces, produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. Can I invite us to turn now to another portion of Scripture, James 1 verse 2. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I'm just going to flip to my own Bible and read verse 3 as well. Apologies, XTV, for not giving you verse 3. But I'm just going to read it again. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Amen. So I'm going to be preaching from these two portions of Scripture. But first, I will get us to focus on Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 2. So the title of my sermon for today will be Navigating the Storms of Life. How many of us here were facing a storm in life as we speak? You don't have to put up your hands, but I know most of us here, uh, we may be going through a storm that's really, really present in our lives at the moment because I can uh, really attest to that uh, phrase myself. I'm currently going through a particular storm in my life as well, and that's actually how God has been speaking to me. That's actually how I got uh, the message that I'm preaching to you today. Even as God is ministering to my own storm, He has given me this word to hopefully minister, minister to everyone here who's going through a particular storm in their lives as well. Amen? So yeah, we, uh, we've just read the verses from James and Romans, and the main theme of that is that whenever we go through sufferings, whenever we go through storms, or whatever you name it, don't be discouraged, but have joy have joy because God is with us. Have joy because even as we persevere through the storm, even as we persevere with the strength that God is so, God wants to give us. He, he, he really wants to give us this strength that He has to go through this storm. We only have to ask Him. So even as we persevere through the storm using God's strength, 
He develops us even through the storm. He develops our character. And how does He develop our character? Through the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen? So yeah, we talked about how uh, we go through sufferings, how uh, the right attitude that we should be going through, uh, the right attitude that we should adopt when we go through sufferings. Apologies. So... Before, before we even go through sufferings with the right attitude, I just wanted to really talk about the process of how we humans process suffering. Um, just a couple days ago, I was in the library. So just context is, I'm actually working on uh, university assignments on top of working. So this period is quite a busy period. So just a couple days ago, I was in the library just working, my, uh, working uh, the night away, uh, hoping to get things done. But suddenly, a, a piece of news came whilst I was in the library. I realized that I forgot to actually... Uh, obtain a, a particular document that, I, that, is, that was really, really important for my submission that's coming up. So this uh, piece of document was actually a feedback for the presentation that I've recently given to one of my supervisors uh, a few weeks ago. But this supervisor of mine, he, she has already left the company. She has left, uh, the company is now at Bristol. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I just... I don't know why, I just had that flash of thought like, hey, did I actually get this piece of document? Like, I'm pretty sure I did. Let me check. Then my heart sank the moment I realized that I didn't get this piece of document. And not having this piece of document means sure fail. <laughs> I, I was, it's def because um, for me to meet uh, the criteria of my assignments, I have to submit a set documents and this was one of them. And I knew that um, gone case, Malaysians. Gone case. So, now I can joke about it. Now, uh, just looking back, I can just, um, you know, joke with you guys about it. But at the time, it was so real. My heart re literally sank uh, like a ship. And I didn't have the mood to continue working. I just closed my laptop and went home because I was so dejected. I was so sad um, by... And I was just... Uh, I was just thinking to myself, why am I so stupid? Why, why can't I just take that piece of document from my supervisor? I've done all the hard work. I've put in the hours to prepare the presentation and everything. And now, just the feedback, I can't even do one simple job. So you can hear from my voice, like, that was what I was going through. And, and then, the next, the first thing that came to my mind, even as that thing happened to me, was that, God, why is this happening to me? Did I... Are you now um, punishing me for, the, uh, for maybe not, not doing this? Are you punishing me now because I was not very good with my quiet time with you? Are you punishing me now because I, um, I sinned against you? I, I did this, I did that, I did that. So I was just thinking, uh, even all through the week, it's funny how whenever we encounter a particular problem, Whenever a problem tends to surprise us, uh, even as we go about our daily lives, we suddenly, uh, the first, our first port, our first uh, destination is to start thinking, God, are you punishing me for what I have done? Is this uh, because of the past sins that I have done? Are you uh, here trying to claim retribution now? Is this... Uh, 
is this what they call karma. So I know uh, right now maybe some of you cannot relate to this, but this is a very real thing. Whenever we, uh, we are already going through a lot in our lives, then suddenly another thing comes uh, to surprise us. Another surprise storm comes to greet us in our lives. We suddenly uh, go into this uh, mindset of, God, it must be me. It must be me. I must have done wrong. That's why you have allowed this to happen to me now. God, I need to repent. But even as I've been um, meditating on this word and even as God has been ministering to me all throughout the week, He wants me, He wants to remind myself and He wants me to remind all of you that uh, these things, they happen because it is life. It does not happen because you've done something wrong. It's it's not because God wants to punish you. So a lot of us here, I believe this is a word for you to really understand that a lot of bad things happen in your life not because God is trying to punish you. Um, this is very different from, say, you did not study for your exam and you failed your exam. You did, honestly, you deserve that because you didn't study for your exam. So, I mean, that is just, um, that is just like, uh, cause and effect. Like, if you don't do something, you will not uh, reap the benefits like how other people who might have put in the hours to uh, hopefully reap the benefits. So, even the Bible, even uh, very quickly in Galatians 6, Paul uh, speaks about reaping what you sow. So, if you sow good things, you will reap good things and vice versa. But he, this is not what I'm talking about this morning. What I want to highlight is that sometimes we go through problems in life. Sometimes we go through uh, things in life. And when another thing comes to surprise us in our life, I want you to know that this is not your fault, friends. This is not God's punishment for you. So take courage in that. Be encouraged by that. Amen? So, yeah, even some of us here, even as uh, we are going through maybe a difficult situation in our life, even a challenge in our life, uh, if we're not careful, we can start digging up past sins that God has forgiven us for already. We can start to think about, oh, it must be because uh, I was... Um, for example, of my addiction maybe to pornography in the past and God is, tr uh, God is trying to remind me, yeah, I've not forgiven you for this and now you're digging that past up or maybe um, because I have uh, lied to this person, I've done this, I've done that. You're just digging up past mistakes. You're just scratching your wound again. You're just oh, reopening the scars that God has healed. So come on, friends, why are we doing this to ourselves? The next time you encounter a problem, instead of saying, God, are you punishing me for this? Try to look, it, uh, look at it in a different light. God, what are you trying to communicate to me even through this uh, storm that I'm facing? What do you want me to do even through this storm that I'm facing? And can I encourage us as well? We don't have to worry even if a surprise storm sneaks up on us, even if the enemy uh, does a sneak attack on us because we have a God who fights for us. We have a God who is our shield as David says in Psalms. Amen? Amen. So, can I just um, maybe turn us to Matthew chapter 8, verses 24 to 25. 
So this was when the disciples were on, uh, on the Sea of Galilee with Jesus, and G, uh, context is Jesus was sleeping. So, verse 24, suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake. How many of us can relate to that? Suddenly a furious storm, so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. You know, even as I was just looking at this verse, um, the Lord revealed to me that sometimes even as a storm sneaks up on us, a furious storm uh, sweeps our boat, we can feel like Jesus is sleeping. It can feel like Jesus is sleeping on the background and there's no one that's helping us. So what happens next? The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And then it ends by uh, Jesus saying, Oh, you of little faith. And he commanded the storm to be still. And the storm uh, dissipated. So a lot of times, we are navigating through our own storms of life. And we think, Oh, Jesus, where are you? God, why are you so silent? Where are you in all of this? Lord, I'm drowning. I'm I'm finding it difficult to even uh, just stay afloat. And how... Are you not even present in my situation? I call upon your name. I call, I call, I call, and you are not there. But friends, can I uh, just encourage you? Can I say this with utmost confidence that Jesus is in your situation? Even though you don't hear Jesus in a very audible voice, you know that He is working behind the scenes to really uh, transform you. Maybe that situation that you are going through, God has a purpose for it, which I'm going to elaborate in my second point. But maybe that situation that you're going through, God wants to use it to transform you. But the first thing you need to do is call upon the name of the Lord. Instead of trying to struggle, trying to endure oh no, I can do it. Uh, It's only going to be uh, for the meantime. I can do it. I'm going to endure, endure, endure. Instead of doing that, why not at the first instance just say, God, I need you. God, help me. God, um, even though you are silent now, I know you are there. So Lord, would you help me and give me the peace I need to trust in you. Amen? Amen. So then we talked about how whenever we go through sufferings, it's not about uh, God's punishment to us. Then we move on. So why? Why do we go through uh, sufferings? Why does God allow us to go through sufferings? Uh, That leads me to my second point. Suffering is preparation. So uh, as I mentioned just now, everybody goes through a, a storm. Everybody goes through suffering. This is just how life is. Whether, um, whether we like it or not, ever since sin came into this broken world, this is how uh, it is. Um, everybody in your lifetime, you will go through uh, sufferings, you will go through storms. The only difference is how do we react? How do we uh, deal with those storms in our lives? Are we dealing those storms in our lives by relying on us? Or are we dealing with those storms in life by relying on the maker? So, just going back to Romans 5, I think it's verse 3 again. So it says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. 
So even through the suffering, we begin to endure, we begin to persevere, and even by persevering through the strength that God has given us, God begins to transform us from the inside out. He begins to develop character in us, or in other words, fruits of the Spirit in us. And even through, uh, f- from this development of character, even as we go through storm after storm after storm, even as God continues to develop this character in us, we have uh, it, uh, our faith increases and we can have more hope or our hope will not be as easily shaken, this hope that we have in Christ Jesus. But as you can see, it is a process. God wants to use our suffering to, for the good of us. God wants to use this suffering to transform us and to make us, in other words, more like Jesus. So, I... Um, XTV, so Toby specifically has kindly done, done this mind map of uh, the fruits of the Spirit. So I, just, I was just uh, thinking of, okay, uh, character. What kind of characters uh, do God uh, want to develop in us? This, it's not limited to the fruits of the Spirit. I'm just using these as an example so friends, you know when you're going through a storm, when you're going through a struggle, do you find that it's difficult to be joyful in those storms? And maybe let's move on to another one. Even as we're going through a storm in life, do you feel that even the most patient person can become impatient even in the midst of the storm? Uh, let's move on. Um, kindness. Even during a storm, the, more, the kindest person in the world, when they're struggling, they can suddenly be unkind. And uh, last one, love. Uh, do you find that it's difficult to love someone when you yourself feel like you're not even being loved? So that's really the reality. And I really like what... Uh, Toby preached uh, last week about fruitfulness, about how God doesn't just want us to settle for um, loving our friends, loving our family. He challenges us to go beyond, love our enemies. So it's the same uh, with this. Whenever we're going through uh, a storm, the last thing we want to do, or the last thing as Uh, children of God that we should be doing is to lash out on people just because we're going through our own storm. Just because we're going through on our storm, we suddenly have an excuse to say, I don't have the capacity to love you today because I don't feel like I'm being loved at the moment. I don't have the capacity to be generous to this homeless person because I feel like I'm struggling financially as well. What makes you think I can give my last penny to this person when I can't even uh, survive on my own salary month after month? And uh, even with just patience, like, oh, this colleague uh, is getting on my nerves. This colleague is uh, testing my patience. How can I be patient when this colleague is uh, on and on, repeatedly trying to test my patience? So this is the purpose of the storm, you see. Even as we go through the storm, even as God, uh, even as we willingly allow God to transform us, before we are not as patient, but once we come out of this storm, or once we are being transformed by God, rather, 
whenever we face storms, whenever we are experiencing a struggle of ourselves, we can still be joyful. We can still be generous. We can still thank God in the midst of our storms. So maybe for some of us here, it speaks to you. Maybe for some of us here, uh, it hasn't spoken to you yet. But at some point, all of you, you go through a storm where you can't rely on your own strength. I can tell you 100%. You will go through a storm that you cannot rely on your own strength. You are forced to uh, rely on God. And when, that, when all corners uh, around you are being pushed against you and you call upon the name of the Lord, He will be there. So I've had, um, I've had episodes like this. I've had uh, instances like this where it's so difficult to uh, go through this, uh, a storm on my own. I tried to do it on my own, but nothing is working. In fact, I'm not getting peace every single night. Every single night, I worry about the problem. I feel anxious. But uh, that's just a reminder from God to say, you need me. You cannot go through this alone, whether you like it or not. Force your way through, but eventually you're going to come to me and say, God, I really need you. So rather than uh, waiting for those uh, instances, those times to come where we say, God, I really need you, let's start even from the small things in life. Even, right, even today, we can even develop the habit of saying, God, I really need you. And even uh, looking at suffering, Sometimes God allows us to go through suffering to really remind us that we are too comfortable with our lives. We need to depend on Him. Some of us here, we are uh, living the high life. We are very comfortable. We, are, uh, we don't see any need to depend on God. But let's not wait until we really uh, need to depend on God to start depending on God. Amen? We need to start uh, now to really develop that habit to depend on God. Because... Uh, the one, thing, the, the one thing that's good about uh, developing this habit, whenever a, a big storm hits your life, you're not going to be shaken because you've already developed this habit, this, um, this, uh, this attitude of saying, God, I need you. Like even from the small things, you've already uh, started depending on God. Then no, no doubt about it, the big things, you won't be shaken. You won't uh, be suddenly saying to yourselves, God, where are you in this? God, I'm anxious. I need you. So, so yeah, if I can just turn us to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. And I'm reading from the message version or the MSG version. Um, <laughs> adds flavor. Um, anyways, um, I thought this was a very, very good uh, portion of Scripture, even just to illustrate suffering and how uh, we should rejoice in our suffering. This was Paul, the Apostle Paul, who wrote a letter uh, to, the Cor uh, to the people in Corinth. Corinth, yeah. So, all praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, He brings us alongside someone else who is going through 
hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. I'm going to repeat that. God uh, comes alongside us. He is with us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, even as He transforms us and uh, through those hard times, He then brings us alongside someone else who is going through hard times so that we who have gone through those hard times can be there for that person just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah. That is the truth. Following Jesus is not easy. If it's easy, then are you really following Jesus? We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no more so, so than the good times of His healing comfort. Take comfort because uh, besides the bad times, there are good times as well. We get a full measure of that too. When we suffer for Jesus, it works out for your healing and salvation. So this is Paul saying to the people in Corinth, the church in Corinth, when we suffer for Jesus, it works out for your healing and salvation. When Paul and, his, uh, and the people who's following him, his party basically are suffering because at this time of writing, uh, they, I think they've just recently gone through a suffering or they are still uh, being persecuted at the time, they are trying to encourage the church to say, when we, are suffer, uh, when we suffer, our suffering helps to bring the gospel around and helps uh, even in spreading uh, God's salvation. If we are treated well, give, given a helping hand and encouraging word, that also works to your benefit because knowing that Paul and his party is being treated well, it spurs the church on facing forward unflinching. So your hard times are also our hard times. When we see that you're just as willing to endure the hard times as to enjoy the good times, we know you're going to make it. No doubt about it. So, oh, sorry. So that was really powerful, I feel. Um, if you develop the ability to not only enjoy the good times, but to enjoy the bad times, the Apostle Paul says, no doubt you're going to make it. We don't want you in the dark, friends, about how hard it was when all this came down on us in Asia province. It was so bad, we didn't think we were going to make it. So yeah, this is the persecution now. We felt like uh, we had been sent to death row, that, is what, that it was all over for us. As it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened. Imagine that. Instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea since He's the God who raises the dead. Amen. And He did it, rescued us from certain doom, and He'll do it again. Amen. He'll do it again and again and again, rescuing us as many times as we need rescuing. So God is not like, yeah, I've rescued you 10 times. Like, you really need to stand on your own feet by yourself. Like, I think I've held your hand enough. God is not that kind of God. God will rescue you as many times as he, you need rescuing. Amen. So yeah, even as we go through hardships, even as God transforms us from the inside us, He gives us the ability to be patient whilst waiting uh, during an unchanging situation. And even through that patience in an unchanging, unchanging situation, because God is always working behind the scenes, so it's never really unchanging. So He gives us the joy the ability to rejoice in the suffering. Not to say we enjoy the pain, not to say, yay, I love this pain so much, but to say, God, thank you, Lord, because I know 
in this suffering, you are with me. I have so many reasons to rejoice because you are with me even in this suffering. And he also develops the character, our character, to trust God no matter how painful the process is, no matter how painful the decision that we're going to make is. Like, just a little bit of context. Maybe some of us here, we are currently at a crossroad where we have two decisions to make. And we know for sure that one of the decisions honors God more, but it's the more painful, it's the less likable decision. Whereas the other decision, it suits us more. It satisfies our own desires more. So we need the strength from God to really choose that particular decision that maybe the people around us have been communicating to us, advising us that this is the God-honoring decision, but we cannot because it's so painful. This is so real, I can assure you, like, honestly, like, I feel your pain, but I also want to help you through this uh, struggle as well. Like, even as we trust God in the process, no matter how painful it is, He gives us the peace to be able to go through it. He gives us the strength to be able to go through it. Rather than walking uh, uh, the other way where God is not part of our decision, where we are not going according to God's plan. Like, don't get me wrong, God will still be looking out for you, even if you go the other way, but we are not uh, going the other way according to what God has in store for us. So, and also another thing that God uh, can also develop within us is the habit of relying on God in the very first instant, which is what uh, I've been preaching uh, during my first point as well. So, So yeah, that's my second point. Suffering does not bring about uh, despair, but suffering is actually a means for God to prepare us to really use that for the good of those who love Him. Because um, our God is a God who loves to use our weaknesses. He loves to use what we think is nothing and make it the best thing ever. That is the God that we serve. Like, no weakness is uh, unusable in His eyes. Amen? So then, um, even as we've just gone through Romans 5, it talks about endurance. You know, the reality of enduring, we talked about how we should be enduring with God's strength, enduring with uh, what uh, God has uh, given us rather than in our own strength. But a lot of times, whether we realize it or not, we are actually enduring using our own strength. Like, let me just uh, maybe elaborate or illustrate that. Maybe you are a student and you've recently just failed your exam. And obviously, that is not a good thing. But then you realize that you have got a second reset uh, coming or maybe a third reset coming. So even though your mouth professes, God, I trust you. But the question that we really need to ask ourselves is, are we really, really uh, trusting God? Are we really asking God for His strength when we are enduring this, when we have a safety net uh, beneath us as well? Like, Maybe some of us here, 
we're, we still feel comfortable. Maybe, oh, it's fine. I've got another opportunity anyway. Like, this first failure, it's fine. Or maybe um, someone who's looking for a job, you're only one month into your, un into your unemployment, two months into your unemployment, and you can rely on your own strength. Yeah, that's fine. My strength allows, uh, my strength is enough uh, to help me to pull through this. I know eventually I will get a job. Then six, month, six months pass, one year pass, one and a half years pass. How long can your own strength endure? How long can you endure? But the reality is this. The first few, the first, maybe the first few months, it might be easier to endure by using your own strength. But eventually, when all the safety nets are being pulled away, when you realize that, wait, it's been one year now, I still don't have a job. I'm actually starting to panic. Uh, panic. I'm actually anxious. So that's when all the safety nets are being pulled away. Then you realize, I can't do this. My strength is not enough. I really need God's strength. So suffering, it exposes the true condition of our hearts. Suffering has the ability to really tell us who we are truly relying on. We can say on surface we're relying on God, but when the suffering gets tough, when the suffering really starts to kick in, then we realize, am I really relying on God? Why am I panicking so much now? Why am I feeling so anxious? I can't sleep at night. Maybe that's because you're not relying enough on God. If I can just turn us to Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had, hit, it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So just as I said, suffering, it reveals where our heart truly lies, and that is only what God is interested is interested in, where our heart truly lies and where the foundation of our faith is. You know, just as we've read, there's the wise man and the foolish man. The wise man chose to build it on the rock. But you know what, what's the reality of building uh, stuff on the rock? It is not easy. You have to break the ground using tools. You can't use a hammer and break the ground. You will never get anywhere. Like, ask any engineer. Uh, I think engineers construct. But yeah, ask any engineer. They will tell you it's impossible to uh, build a house up from the ground without tools, without equipment, without men. Whereas, if you try to build a house on the sand, uh, you actually don't need any equipment to dig the ground, like just a spade, if you realize. And you can dig the ground because the ground is soft. In fact, it's harder to build a castle on a rock than, a sand, than sand castles on sand. So, the same goes with putting our trust in Jesus. 
what I'm asking you to do is not going to be easy. It's not like building uh, things on the sand. It's actually building things on the rock. You, there are times where you look at the outside world and you realize, I'm so devoted to Jesus. I'm so deep in my faith, but yet why are my, why are my friends, uh, why does it feel like my friends are enjoying life more than me? Why does it feel like they have got it all um, in them and I feel like I'm drowning every single day? So this is the reality of it. There's always temptations every single day to tell us that, yeah, you think uh, being uh, in Christ is the way to go, but look at me. I'm, I'm now paying for my mortgage. I'm now, I don't know, um, married and living a happy life. I'm now, yeah, you name it. So it, it can be really tempting to uh, see what other people lives, uh, see other people's lives and be like, yeah, is this really the way to go? Like, Jesus, do you really have my best interest in mind? Because I feel like I'm here just trying to, um, I don't know, um, make, make it day by day, and I feel like I can't. But can I encourage you, everyone? Build your faith in Jesus. Whenever you go through storms, remember that your strength comes from the Lord. It does not come from your own uh, self-sufficiency because all that will not matter uh, when all the odds are against you. Just one more portion of scripture, then I will invite the worship team to come up. Psalms chapter 6. Apologies, I did not give uh, Toby that verse, but let's turn to Psalms chapter 6. I shall turn to my Bible because that's the reason why I brought my Bible up. This is a psalm by David, a very raw and real psalm. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in anguish. How long, O Lord? How long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. No one remembers you when he is dead. Who praises you from the grave? And then it goes on, I am worn out from groaning. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fall because of all my foes. Away from me, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and dismayed. They will turn back in sudden disgrace. So storms, as you can see, storms happen to even the, a man after God's own heart as well. 
if a man after God's own heart can also experience storms like this, and you can even hear from the uh, language how, how much anguish he is in, what makes us? We are all humans uh, at the end of the day. We will go through sufferings. We will go th- through times of trouble. And there'll be nights where we weep until there's no more tears. There'll be nights where we just call upon the Lord and said, how long? How long must I be in this situation? God, I've had enough, but it doesn't seem like it is ending. But you know what David did here? What's amazing? He brought all this to the Lord. He didn't bring it to another person and said, how long, Gareth? How long, Gareth, must I uh, suffer? How long? I don't understand. But no, he didn't do that to men. He did that to the Lord, which is what maybe some of us here uh, may have to do more often. Instead of bringing your troubles to uh, your friends, bring it to God. I mean, it's good to always have a community to surround you and to listen to you, but ultimately, you need to bring your troubles to God because He is the one who will truly bring comfort to you. And then, it goes on and on and say, and now David rejoices, the Lord has heard my cry. The Lord has heard my prayer. So even when your situation has not changed or doesn't change, if you are grounded in Jesus, if your faith is planted and rooted in Jesus, you will have full confidence and hope that the the God we serve has heard our prayer. The God we serve has heard us even though nothing in our situation has changed. And that that is one reason where we can rejoice. Because we know God is uh, looking out for us. We know no matter, no matter what happens, we know that everything will work out for our good because God is looking out for us. You know, even as I was just uh, preaching, I think God just, just dropped um, just another portion of Scripture uh, in my heart. I won't give you that Scripture because I don't remember where exactly it is, but it's found in Genesis where... Um, it's about Hagar and Ishmael. So, Ishmael, if you don't know, is the, is, lack of better word, the product of sin of Abraham and Sarah. So, at the time, the angel of the Lord uh, promised uh, Abraham that he will get a son at the appointed time. And Abraham and Sarah were doubting. And then, through their doubt, Sarah said, why not you sleep with my uh, maidservant, my Egyptian maidservant, Hagar? Then we can still get a son because, you know, I know God promised me, um, promised us a son at this appointed time, but what are the odds? I'm so old, you're so old. We're never going to have a child if we are realistic. Like, God doesn't operate on uh, logic and uh, being realistic if we are real to ourselves. So... Yeah, just moving on. When Ishmael was born, Hagar had to run away because Sarah was abusive to Hagar. And Hagar ran away into the desert. And through there, God appeared to her and said, and Hagar said, you're the God who sees me. Like, the Hebrew word for it is El Roy, the God who sees. So, friends, 
can I just encourage you that maybe you're, you're going through something and you don't feel like God is watching. He is watching. If, look at Hagar uh, and Ishmael, a product of sin, yet God is still watching. God is still caring after them. God even promised that uh, through Ishmael will be born another nation, not just Isaac, but of course Isaac, the promised uh, nation and the seed. But even through Ishmael, God still sees. Can I invite the worship team up? And I just want to pray for two groups of people. But before we even pray, I just thought maybe we can spend some time worshipping God. Spend some time just coming back to God and really surrendering our storms. The storms that we are currently facing. A lot of us here, I don't know what kind of storms you're going through, but I can, I can say with full confidence that if you just surrender this storm, if you just surrender it to God, and maybe some of us here, surrendering to God means our plans have to be surrendered as well and His plans have to come in. Maybe that's the one thing that's stopping you right now. You know the plans that He has for you, but you cannot, uh, you cannot receive it because it means surrendering your own plans, and it is painful. Can I encourage you, even as the worship team ministers to us in a song, would you begin to just surrender that to God? Would you begin to surrender that with faith? God, I don't know what the outcome will be even as I surrender this particular situation to you. I don't know what will come out of it. But Lord, I know that you will come through for me despite the odds against me. Despite what every single person around me is telling me, I know you, the God who always sees, the God who never closes an eye will always come through for me. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.